I hope your chestnuts are roasting over an open fire. I hope it's too much winter for you to drive. And uh, alcohol is the only one giving you that pressure, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Raf, how are you? How is Five your... Five golden rings. I was just, uh, the singing's what got us in. I was going to say, how's your Christmas season? You in the mood? You in the spirit? No, not really. But here's what happens. Do I wear a Santa hat? Sure. Am I already done with Christmas shopping? Yes. So I'm pretty much on a hold in terms of wanting to celebrate Christmas. Now, granted, is the Hallmark Channel on in the background whenever I'm washing dishes. Yes, because that shit makes me actually do work around the house. It's so mind-numbingly stupid. However, Kevin, I'm because I'm so mentally there, I'm just like, I want to take the parts of Christmas where you don't work mm-hmm. and you say, oh, no, 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 I checked out. I checked out December 2nd and get straight to the new year. But I've also just been like, all right, let's go to Christmas. So cut to me calling my dad and going like, yeah, 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 what time? And he goes, 1 p.m. I go, sounds great. See you then. Oh, that's a nice Christmas time. That's that's yeah. an adult Christmas time. That's how you know. Yes. Uh, no tiny dictators are on the men there because that's lovely. It gives you time to sleep. Is that lunch gifts? What is that? It's a dinner. It's an early dinner. Uh, Kelly and I, I think, in theory, we should be traveling on out. We'll be going to Illinois for a little bit. So uh, I think it's just so that we can get on with it. Let's do the Christmas dance. And then we got to finish packing and make sure we're good to go. Because I have not had to travel during the holiday season for a while. And I don't know how it's going to go. And now, you know, things are different. Yeah, they are. And you're you're flying, you're not driving, you're driving. Yes, we are flying. Yes. Well, I'm driving to Kansas next week. And for those listening, if we have a little bit of robotness on us tonight, you know, it's just a little bit. Even the internet guys and gals seem to have taken off for the holidays, along with the Tampa Bay Bucks offensive coordinator. That's a financial problem and a little NFL joke for those of you paying any attention. We have a lot to get to that's not Christmas related because I guess what content fans got their early Christmas present. Do we just start off with Jake Paul? Yeah, I guess so. It was like, maybe we could edge in Keith Gregory. Now it's gotta be Jake Paul. Just gotta. It's okay. Which kid do we talk about first? There are a few kids. I get the feeling none of them like candy corn, which hurts my heart. But I think we start with Jake Paul because he slept. I, I love that phrase. That's become more in the lexicon for me these last I mean, Maybe people used to say it, but it's like he slept Tyrone Woodley. I really enjoy that as a describer. The right hook to the head, I guess, is where that, where it hit pretty substantial it was the reverberating fallout you could feel it like a youtube inspirer a hole tidal wave shocked all across i wasn't watching live and i felt it 
right? Just that tingle. He's already talking smack to Dana White. Raf, mm-hmm. where are we in terms of is this real? Is this in the Matrix? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it happened. But guess what? The internet is wondering if it was real, Kevin. Awesome. This is one of those moments I appreciate the internet. It's like, me too. I hope it wasn't. <laughs> I hope somehow Obama's to blame. He and Hillary got together. They're like, you know what we should put our money towards this year? <laughs> uh, getting Jake Paul really authoritative. People won't even notice. Maybe this is what Russian hackers have turned their attention to. I don't know. But it is really brutal to watch Tyrone Woodley. And one of the things that has been great is the now just online filleting. And apparently he put a, his song was I Beat Yo Ass, maybe, or Mm -hmm. I Whoop Yo Ass. One of the two, but the internet pointed out he's 0-6 since publishing that song. So, Yeah, it's not great. It's not a good record. Kev, hmm, let me... Let me see if I can figure out this out for you. Um, okay. Do you want the conspiracy that they are currently lodging right now? Let's do that before we even give it the credit it deserves. Okay. This is a comedy show. We don't have to go credit it deserves then conspiracy theory. Let's uh, lead off. The theory is, is in the sixth round, I believe, is when the knockout happens quote-unquote knockout and (laughs) nice already that is art for those uh paying attention and wanting to lie this christmas raf's raf's doing a real example for you here so at one moment right before the knockout happens everybody has been highlighting that the paul brother brings his glove close to his chest as if to signal like, okay, I'm going to knock you out now. And they said, well, that is full proof evidence that, yes, it was something that was rigged. What say you to something that um, specific? Thought about it. Man, couldn't, uh, I can't refuse a single thing you said. Because not having watched the fight, I can already tell you of the parts I did watch, which weren't many, I thought I saw something similar to that, and it caught my attention. So it makes sense that you're saying he brought that hand down. Tyrone Woodley wasn't even supposed to be on deck here. He knew this was a checked cash. He gets to roll on out. I think that's really sound. That's good stuff. Okay. How do they explain the uh, contact? This says just really good acting eh. or, um, wait, details. We'll get to that later. Okay. Well, okay. Here's something that I think is important to bring up, which is everybody was expecting the Paul brother to be trash and he is trash, but this is the confusing thing that they're doing in playing all of us. You can be trashy as a human and still knock out Tyrone Woodley, probably. No, no, no. Just follow me on this one because he, the Paul brother, in an interview with Arahawani, I guess they were giving out gifts because the spirit of Christmas compelled them to or Mariah Carey, one of the two. I'm not really sure. 
Uh, which, by the way, the best joke I think I've seen is that there should be department store Mariah Carey's. And I think that joke. Oh, yeah. Doesn't no. get enough play. Good idea. If. Okay, for example, we have a we have a son now. We have a little thing mm-hmm. that we can force to take pictures, and it's less weird. <laughs> if I'm just hanging out at the mall trying to get some shoes, and it's I take it for it's for my wife. It looks weird. This is genius. If they were like, mm-hmm. well, you can bring you can bring him to sit on Mariah Carey. Well, just like she's gonna be Mariah Carey's backup singer. I'm in. <laughs> That's the photo. The three of us. This is good. So in that exchange between the Paul brother and Woodley, there was a lot of talk of the fact that the Paul brother gave Woodley a $15,000 Rolex. And it started making me think that, yeah, this is a little weird. We're not at the trash talk moment. We're in the spirit of Christmas moment. So it's supposed to make you feel good. I asked people was if they were going to be watching it. Present? Uh, yes, it, it was. It wasn't I, like I a thanks for fighting me so we could keep this going thing, or could be. I, listen, I don't know, but you know how thirsty MMA fighters are. That when he gets a fifteen thousand dollar Rolex. He's like, dude, I haven't gotten performance bonuses for some of my fights, and you're giving me a Rolex, which is almost a significant portion of that like dude what the fuck so the internet was confused because they go ah he's trash but every so often he does something that i kind of like oh damn you paul brother and that momentum carried into the next couple of days of course they have the giant dumb robot when i asked people if they were watching it there was a mix of yeah yeah i'm definitely not gonna watch it i go oh are you really not going to and they go no i'm gonna watch it so fortunately, I did not, but I was getting photos sent throughout the day. Who knew that Frank Gore was going to lose, Kev? I actually did have an inside track on this. Um, it mm. was awesome to see Darren Williams doing his thing. He's been boxing for a long time. I got the sense Frank Gore just came in and was like, I barely retired from the NFL. I'm one or two more Chiefs running backs away from getting the call this week. So I I actually I even meant to gamble on it, but just didn't quite get there. Well, you learned a valuable lesson, and I get that. I would say, Kevin, when you do find out that those are the preliminaries, you know, you've got some time to kind of F around. So that when it is game time and we have to see this fight, uh, apparently it was, uh, you know, it was something to behold. But, yeah, I didn't watch any of it except for the clip. And that clip aired a million times. So we were able to come up with a couple uh, memes. Uh, we obviously turned. I just uh, assumed you had one or two of those on stock. I was impressed. Oh, the way it pumped I out. Was... <laughs> so I have to let inspiration hit me sometimes. And I just saw the footage and I go, I know where I want to go. I have two different areas that I want to go on this one. And I believe the first is of Mace representing the entire MMA community with a cigar or a cigarette in hand, kind of hiding his eyes as if to say, come on, man. So that was number one. Number two 
was he did seem to pose on the ground like Iron Man when he does the Tinkerbell pose to fly into the sky. So we did that one too. But the one that hurt me was during his in, I don't know involuntary reaction section of yes. the uh, process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we have to have a real moment of, come on, Woodley, you let us down twice. And the fact that we get the Paul brother saying, I embarrassed all of MMA. Yeah. Okay. We can give you this for one night. Sure. It's not great. That part I, I was bring up. I was excited about that. When I saw you won, <laughs> I, my first, I was just, there's something beautiful when someone's really feeling the top of the wave. I was like, he's going to be insufferable to Dana White for the next six months. And I'm excited about it. Real quick footnote. Rolexes are what Steph Curry gave Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala when he broke the three-point record. What's up with Rolexes? How how rich it's all it, to me. It's both like an awesome gift and not an awesome gift. Like mm. if you and I exchanged Rolexes right now, we'd both just be looking at each other like, "Thanks." Um, could have paid for one third of a car, but this is awesome right. too. So simultaneously, it doesn't feel like enough of a gift for this. Sure, I don't know. It feels I, unoriginal. I, I was gonna ask you. What would you do if for Christmas I said, here's a 15K Rolex? Would you then take that and go, could we have used that for anything podcast? Or would you have been like, thank you? Or would you have a different reaction? Privately, I'd I'd be concerned about what you did to get this Rolex. I'd really want to know about the source of where the Rolex came from. It fell off a truck. That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know. Cool. Uh, second, yeah, I'd have follow-ups. You and I, it's like, Rob... The budget, man. Like, let alone, can you imagine a ten thousand dollar travel budget? Shut up. So, yeah. But we'll talk more, I guess, about gifts. Can't believe you didn't have a a Bamp belt for him hanging. Shows Jake Paul's listening, and he's angry. Oh at us wait, still. wait, wait! Did you see the belt that some designer made for him? I no, I did not. Uh, I saw his Rolex belt. Is that the one you're talking about? I think maybe that's the one we're talking about here. I just wasn't sure if you actually saw it because it was hot garbage. I wasn't sure if they brought it. Some... You beat the shit out of Tyrone Woodley twice, spelled out. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I wasn't sure when I saw it if my eyes were deceiving me. I thought at a certain point I had just gotten too old. And I had said, am I inventing this? This looks terrible. Like, we're in agreement. This looks bad. Except... Uh, he seemed to enjoy and love it. But yeah, here is the trash uh, belt that he brought to the weigh-ins, or, or I'm sorry, the press conference opening it up. And he's been chippy but, about, right before the fight, it came out that <laughs> awesome. Could be Justin Bieber behind that mask right now during this. I <laughs> would have no idea. That is a terrible, that looks like someone was on shrooms and designed a belt. Yeah. But it's also kind of sweet. I wonder... In terms of the next phase of Jake Paul, he's obviously hinted at MMA and Mm -hmm. reminds us every fight he has CTE, which is uh, always sad, but you usually have a pretty funny meme about it. He's he's headed maybe in this realm, Raph. Do you get the sense? Do you know where we're headed next? Because we're not we're obviously not done. We're only picking up steam here. Yeah. Um, okay. He's going to fucking fight Conor McGregor in the goddamn cage, isn't he? You know what? Why not at this point? 
Uh, Conor McGregor is now ballooned up to 100 and let's just say 90 pounds. Uh, he doesn't look the same. I want to kind of circle back to this last little, if we're talking conspiracy theory sort of moment, Kev, which is that, you know, Tyrone Woodley's mom is beloved in the MMA and boxing community. But she, after her son got knocked out and looked very sad, eh, she didn't look too bad afterwards. And I know she is definitely a mom that is... Uh, somebody who understands the fight game and she's beloved and she is definitely somebody that we all look out for. And I remember there was a little bit of talk in the last time where they were bringing up her mom, uh, Woodley's mom. And I thought, Oh, you don't bring up mama Woodley. And there's something about the way she looked that I felt you needed to be made aware of. So look at this photo of mama Woodley. And tell me if you don't think that the meme that was made for it has a shred of truth. <laughs> I, she does look elated about the the current <laughs> status, even though her son's just like, I got wrecked. She's like, for 20 million, like, let's roll. <laughs> Vegas, here so, we come. Woo! I think the fact that the meme we put up to kind of close out, I guess, this coverage for now was that I'm pretty sure she got paid more than a Rolex. So, all right, you asked a few implication questions. Jake Number Paul one, looks Dana. like someone that took the movie Three Ninjas way too seriously at his presser. <laughs> Number one, yes. Number two, you're asking implications. Yes, he's going to be a bane in the existence of Dana White. There was talk that he would go over. Now, here's some interesting things because he started putting out the challenge to people like Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. Masvidal put out a weird-ass video in some red room sauna-ish kind of thing and responded. And, Kev, I'm going to ask you a question. I need an honest answer. But his big contention was, you can't afford me. Now, you've seen all of the payrolls in UFC as well as I have. Are you sure that's accurate? I am sure that's accurate. He, They cannot afford him. He doesn't seem like he would do it. Can boxing afford him? Would bo Boxing's like, we're not going to pay some idiot without any resume. That's why he started his own production. This is going to end up pay-per-view, him in some, it's not going to be an octagon. It's going to be like a J cage, the outline of a JP. It's weird. <laughs> they have to find each other at times and get some running starts. I don't, I don't, I can't wait. They might even hire us. They might be like, Dude, who's got the mm -hmm. best ideas in MMA? They read verbal tap, zero, mm -hmm. zero question. Bring them in. They're going to help you design your new pyramid cage. They're going to bring in that lion you were talking about and mm -hmm. make a show out of it. Well, Kev, when we talk about these things and we say, oh, okay, well, Masvidal has done some dumb things. Like he now owns his own promotion as well. And Dana White had a very funny moment about that for Khabib. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, he's got some money. And think about all the times he had to be brought on the I hate socialism bus from the Trump campaign. 
<laughs> probably didn't come cheap. So for all those sponsored ads, I'm sure that they got him to go out to all of those Hispanic outreach events for some money because most people don't really care to do that sort of a thing. So, okay, let's just assume. Not known for paying your contractors that campaign specifically. No, that is true. It can get dicey. Fight promoters Um, are late on them checks. (laughs) Uh, You know what? They probably subsidized it through the fucking UFC and then just got a return on it. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably what they did. Okay. (laughs) Dana's got tax deductible status like a church up in this Mm -hmm. motherfucker. Absolutely. Shut up, gave one speech, boom. Dana probably comes and said, yo, I want the fucking Joel Osteen deal. Give me that fucking bullshit. We're a church. Joe These fighters Rog- fucking worse than me. Joe Rogan's got more fucking people listen to him. Jesus, absolutely. All right. Well, you asked this, but yes, he did say during the week that MMA seems an obvious thing, but this dude's making money. So if he's making money, why is he going to come play with us on the MMA side? I think to myself, nah, I think he's going to drag some of these guys at some point. So the the main takeaway was that he was challenging Dana to let uh, these kids out of their contracts so that they could come box him up for real. And you had a lot of people volunteering uh, as tribute to do such a thing. And granted, most of the people who are volunteering are the people who will not get picked for precisely the reason that Woodley and Askren got picked because they were targeted. Well, have now, they been in touch with Chael's probation officer yet? Have they been able oh, to get... Man, I forgot quick? about that one. Thank you for bringing that one back Chael's up. up next, not just on this <laughs> show, but to fight a Paul, brother. Can I? My only counter, and we can obviously start to circle the wagons, but it's really insane how quickly it took over and... The conversations are fun. I don't exactly know if he can keep this going, but it does seem like he's got a chance to open up the MMA game and and actually like bring in his own hubris because I just don't think he has the ego and control the way maybe you're giving him credit. Like if he keeps bringing him into boxing, I agree. With you, if he goes to MMA, it's my theory, which is like he's starting to really believe his own hype. He's like, "No, see who I can mm-hmm. knock out. Let's go, Anderson Silva. See you in the cage." Anderson Silva is actually the three to one favorite to fight him next. Are you shitting in, me? In, terms in boxing, yes. Uh, yeah, they they put out odds. I'll see if I can catch those for you because they're already starting to take bets on the, who's going to fight him next. He's lucky. It's not 10 years ago. Anderson Silva. He's really, <laughs> he really quite fortunate because that's a fight. I actually enjoy it. That'd be interesting. That would, yeah, would uh, that would surprise me just because he has previous knockout histories. So, this seems right up your alley, but these are the current bet line options. Oh, uh, it includes damn. Anderson Silva, Tommy Fury, D- 
Dylan Danis is a seven to one, as is Nate Diaz. Am I supposed to? What other things slip out to you on this one? Am I supposed to focus on this KSI? Mike Tyson <laughs> at twenty-five to one is effing hilarious. I assure you, Jake Paul's not fighting Mike Tyson yet. Tyson still looks okay. I really don't think he's Darren Williams was like not coming back. Were his comments after? That's all I needed. Dylan Danis is a terrible. It's seven to one. Why would he? Isn't is Dylan Danis currently? Again, to add the parole officer. No one. <laughs> Jorge Masvidal and Conor McGregor stand out to me at fifteen to two. I can't believe mm-hmm. Anderson Silva's at the top of this list at three to one. I don't think it's Tommy Fury. I don't think there's any fun in that for him right now. I think it's way no, more fun to beat up uh, MMA fighters. I also like that KSI is still hanging in there somehow. Like him and Floyd right at the top. Floyd on here is know. also effing hilarious. He's not yeah. fighting. He's not fighting Floyd, right? Uh, not to my knowledge. No, I mean, but- he wouldn't fight Floyd for the same reason he wouldn't. He's been fighting Tyron Woodley. He just mm. I just can't imagine he thinks he'd win that fight. <laughs> so I don't know. I think you and I have to do more investigative journalism. But you know who did do some investigative journalism? And it's always weird when this happens, but yes. Jake Paul. TMZ. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh TMZ has shown us some footage of Chael Sonnen. Kev, do you mind giving us the quick summarization as to what's going on here? A well, little weird, but taken out of a hotel in handcuffs. They were very clear to us to be like he hasn't been arrested, but has been charged with multiple misdemeanors in the aggravated assault area. And basically described as being at a couple's hotel door and really frightening them and refusing to leave. And at that point, I don't, I didn't see anything where they would describe physically what happened. Raph, I can't imagine it took too big of a leap because it was very clear he wasn't arrested in the article, um, but was charged, which I don't follow. But I did lament it is extremely hard to get kicked mm-hmm. out of a Vegas hotel. It just is not an easy thing to do. So the fact that it was done and specifically by with a famous person pretty crazy battery is what he was cited for multiple citations yeah this is confusing in the sense of i don't know how long we're gonna see him sit in a chair and tell us this story i hope it's 30 minutes i hope there's a lot of twists and turns because this does not i don't even know what to make of this i i don't know if it's gonna be him getting on in about two weeks and going, now do I have a story for you guys? I was at a luxury hotel is how it was described. First of all, luxury (laughs) hotel. What do you have to fight about? He's so angry about. (laughs) Can I read one clip real quick? This is my favorite because this was the only confusing part. So given five misdemeanor battery citations, I didn't know there was a citation that came with battery. I didn't know there was like a form of battery where they're like, I'm going to write you a ticket. There is. He was ultimately mm-hmm. not arrested. So law enforcement mm-hmm. sources tell us the 44-year-old fighter was detained, but ultimately not arrested because cops didn't personally witness the alleged incident. Is that the barometer the cops are using in this case? Because I think Chael was really benefiting from some favoritism. Normally the cops don't walk up. It's like, well, I didn't see him kill anyone, sir. So calm down. He's a person until I see it. 
uh, here's cops, the good news. Cops yeah. rarely see the crime that they've been called to. <laughs> so interesting. He got the white person arrest, which is this doesn't look good, but we're going to let you go and we'll call you if you have any other questions. Because I saw the photo of him without the shirt, and that's concerning. It is super funny. They basically gave him Karen citations, just multiples <laughs> of them. Like battery. More to come, but I think this puts him out at ESPN. Thoughts? Uh, for the interim, but ESPN has a weird way of saying, like, eh, let him go away for like eight months and then we'll bring him back. So uh, I would say, though, now it's part of Disney. So mm. Mm, I don't know. We'll have to see, Kev. Remains to be seen. But five misdemeanor battery charges is shocking to me. At what point is it a felony? I don't know. I'm so excited to hear more about it. And we are. You're saying, are we going to see him in a chair? Of course we are. If Chael Sonnen went to jail, he would do something along the lines of cage wisdom from Arrested Development. He would immediately release like a 13-part <laughs> how to dominate jail and win friends. Five it counts. Submission really underground. Cop one. Did you see it? Cop two. Sure didn't. Cop one. Nothing more to do here. Here's five misdemeanor tickets, Mr. Sonnen. Please, could you stop beating up that uh, homeless vagrant on the side? I know it's funny, but could you come back over here? We need to talk to you. This is serious. Oh, you you think he would stop the homeless from beating each other up? No, 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 no. When he, oh, if he goes to prison, allegedly, if he did any of this, um, you know that he's going to run a submission underground from there. Submission really underground. He's going to tell you all these new famous prisoners that need to be on your watch list because when they get out, I mean, at least be aware they've got good heel hooks or they've got good overtime. You never know. He, I, I did also see it was like he had just done uh he had apparently just roasted John Jones a little bit. Yeah. And it was very much, I have not been on Twitter for a while, nor most social media feels really good. I can imagine John Jones taking the moment to be like, now's the time. <laughs> now's when I roast him. <laughs> a christmas gift for me and everybody being like john no no no, don't do it it's like oh i'm gonna do it and it's gonna be horrible yeah i mean i guess we're gonna have to wait and see what the fuck happens on this one kevin it is strange I, it was one that i kind of i didn't expect but when i saw it i i immediately went to yeah this is how 2021 is gonna end because i'll tell you this after the paul brother knocked out woodley you know what my first thought was? I want to go back to last week. I want to go back to last week when Noons losing was the biggest upset of the year. This? Nah, I don't want to end on this. How That's upset was Chael when Jake Paul knocked out Tyrone Woodley, apparently? Maybe he had a lot of money riding on it. Mm. He has been especially chatty. It'll, it'll be interesting because you and I, anytime we see... These stories, we tend to think ESPN, not so nice. And did you also see John Jones just avoided jail time? So good for him. Everybody's winning today. Yeah. Everybody's out on light misdemeanor batteries. You know, I guess I could write you up for felony assault, but why don't I just give you five 
battery misdemeanor charges. Yeah. Wait, wait. I've got to meet these cops. Damn it. I don't ever get, <laughs> I don't ever get these cops, Raph. I always get the angry ones. <laughs> the UFC had fights, and there was Combat Worlds, you told me. Any other stories to hit before we report on some of that stuff and move about our Merry Christmas? Uh one important one is that last week there was a lot of press for Khabib who signed Kevin Lee. Interesting statement first from Khabib, which was, no, we're going to do 165, 175, 185. So they're going to do the, the five weight classes, which is great because it's the middle. It's the big contention that we've had with the UFC. Well, Khabib's actually starting to sign fighters to his promotion? Yes. Oh, shit, yeah. Pretty soon. Now, pretty soon here's it's going to be that though. bear he used to fight. Wait yes. to see that guy get in the cage. <laughs> uh, but you know who won't be signing up to fight anytime soon in Khabib's organization? Who? Women. Oh, yeah. Probably not invited per his views. For sure not invited. For sure. And it's so sad because can you imagine like the Russian women out there just brawling out on the side of a mountain? It's like, we don't do it for camera. <laughs> so Khabib was essentially saying that, just look at last week, the level of women's MMA, not that great. Your goat got beaten by somebody who's really not a world-class champion. So, ouch! you know, there's only like five or six real women worth talking about. Now, that could be a point if the next part of the sentence is, is oh, and by the way, here's Kevin Lee. So, you know, hey, here's what I'm going to say about this. This jumping off the Amanda Nunes uh, bandwagon, it is happening very quick. It is very interesting to see that even she this week put up a post saying, hey, listen, y'all, I'm pretty proud of the fact that I'm a mom. Yeah, I didn't birth my child, but fuck off. So <laughs> it was pretty nice. She had a very succinct way of saying it, and I appreciate that. So let's go off of this. When asked about his thoughts on Khabib doing an organization, Dana seemed to get that little giddy a smile that only he can get. Why do you think that is, Kevin? He knows how effing hard it is to start an MMA organization and has very Bingo. little faith and will deploy whatever resources he has to crush you. Well, he didn't say that in so many words, but he did say, hey, yeah, yeah, that's great. You know what? Khabib's going to find it's not so fun on this side. Yeah. Yeah, am I right? <laughs> Look out to your press row. This fucking sucks. He's going to find out real soon. Anyway, uh, what, what was your question? And they go, well, if he calls you, would you give him some advice? Oh, yeah, I got some fucking advice for him right here. You know, that kind of answer. But then he was like, yeah, no, no, I, I would. Uh, if he ever called me, I, I'd give him some advice. And my other thought was, I wouldn't take that advice. I don't believe you at all, Dana. I think you'd give me terrible advice if I'm Khabib. Sure, I'm on Fight Pass, but guess who also is on Fight Pass now? Showtime Pettis is going to have an own fighting organization on Fight Pass now. 
Kev, that's the retirement plan now, apparently. You finish, buy a fighting organization. Keep feeding me people, Kevin. Well, they tried to get the broadcaster jobs, but those were all taken from every other fighter that retired. So there's, you know, the unemployment line was like, well, I'll start mine. I would think you, as a Mm -hmm. traditionalist in the wrestling fandom, would welcome this. We're about to get back to regional scrap town, USA. We're about to go uh, Showtime Pettis' new young gun flying out to Russia. Oh, she's not welcome. Turns out she's headed to the UFC to beat the shit out of Amanda Noons. And then, you know, if uh, Khabib evolves his thinking, maybe we can promote his stuff more. I mean, listen, dude. Khabib getting on this uh, this thing tells me how obsessed they are over records. That's the whole thing. He was always like, eh, I want to get to 30-0 and and then be done. And it's like, well, dude, I can't name three of your fights that make me go back and watch them on a regular occasion. What you have is dominance over people in a division that is impressive, but I don't know what your fucking great fights are. So when you're talking about Amanda Nunes, I'm like, you know what? I can actually point out some fights with her that were kind of interesting. And now she's got a better story. Also, pre-Connor, his numbers were just as bad as hers in terms of sales. So I get it. I get that you want to take a knock and say, like, I don't know. I just need a justification for why I don't want women. Eh, Here's one. Yeah. And it just happened to be at the right time, right place. But if Noon's won, he wouldn't have that. He'd just say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, five or six. Am I right? It's the akin to... I just, I don't want to do it at my organization. Not interested. If you're Showtime Pettis, you probably should be going like, yo, where are all the women at? We got to have like five shows with women. Take that, Khabib, and then do a Super Bowl against each other. That would be fun. Here's the good news. I like that people have promotions. They can be their own bosses. Hopefully it gets us some better regional fights as well. Lots more opportunities. Not going to hate on that. But Dana's little signpost of (laughs) yeah i can't wait has me thinking uh uh-oh i think he's gonna get some more questions about khabib's organization and i think he's already prepping you for the answers and if you've ever thought that dana couldn't hear your question before he is definitely gonna play that card of like "Uh, wait i didn't understand what you said would you say (laughs) uh what did you think of the main event fight from that fighter who is 20 and 0 fighting a a garbage can to keep his perfect record. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I didn't see that. Uh Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, it's really interesting. Going to have to watch that. Did you guys watch that organization? Anybody? Well, there's your answer. Like I can almost see that exact scene happening. Has Khabib reached out to Keith Gregorian? That's my main question. So, first, we're going to start off with congratulations to friend of the show, Keith Kikorian. In his post-interview, and I do want to give some props here, because talking is a tough gig on those commentary positions. We have always held them accountable for when they could be better. But TJ DeSantis, his voice was going, Kev. And he not only does the commentary, but he was doing the announcements. 
and I could hear the strain in his voice. And you've been there too when you've done a speech tournament. When your voice starts to escape you and you're not quite done yet, job's not done kind of vibe, and you go, oh, fuck, I got to get through this. I have won national championships where my voice gave out the minute I finished. So I understand. It sucks. And you're on TV, so it's kind of like, fuck, dude, you got to get through this. So by the time he goes up and interviews Keith, he just goes, hey, Keith, um, mm, how are you doing, man? Uh, how, what did it feel like? And Keith is like, oh, hey, hey, mister, it's good talking to you. Oh, I really want to talk to you. Uh, and he asks him, he goes, so can we sign you up for the next combat jiu-jitsu? Is that, we're going to see you do more of these? And Keith's like, uh, that I like being hit, but uh, definitely more of uh, some, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, Keith say quiet part out loud. But you know what? He won, and he didn't have to throw a ton of slaps. He did seem to have a couple moments where he did entertain it, and then I think he realized, ah, shit, I don't have control on this leg, or I don't have control on this this mount as much as I I like when I'm not slapping the shit out of somebody, but. <laughs> This has been a long time coming, man. There was a good bracket. They had some tough competitors in there, a couple of MMA fighters. And we've known for a long time that Keith is of that talent. But as Brandon was saying on the show, it kind of felt like, damn, he would take second place. Or, oh, man, he would do really well and maybe win a tournament. But I don't know how much he enjoys his own work. And I thought tonight the best part for me was seeing him finally drink it in and kind of understand what we normally tell him, his friends, as it's pretty good. You can be happy about this. That performance was great. He had four great matches. He looked dominant in a number of them. And the ones that were close, he still looked really good. So, uh, yeah, man, I was super proud of him. And it's one of those things where you feel good for him, you don't feel great that he watched uh, Boss Baby. That was his warm-up. <laughs> he put that on his Instagram. That's apparently his big, like, he loves, loves that movie. And I, I tell you guys this because it is not a bit. Legitimately loves that movie, watches it, thinks it's hilarious, and will legitimately ask. He's like, oh, have you never seen that movie? No, Keith. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> well... Oh, you should. It's really good. Uh, I watch it all the time. I love it. Has a little boss baby on his backpack. Anyway, not important. But yes, that child has now won a combat jiu-jitsu tournament and couldn't be happier for him. It's pretty nuts, actually. Just as a, as a massive uh, heads up that he was able to utilize jiu-jitsu because especially in terms of the slapping, he's obviously experienced, but his primary thing is going to just still grapple you. Absolutely yep. absurd. Other call outs from the uh combat jujitsu. Did what happened in the Cerrones and uh Craigers? Uh what we thought would happen. Uh Craig was definitely trying for a buggy choke on Cerrone. And you know, I'm gonna tell you what I did appreciate, and it has very little to do with the match. Because the match went at least in the finish that we all thought, which is Craig's just going to win by better jujitsu. And Cowboy didn't even really slap him. I think Craig said he got cracked maybe like once or twice, but it didn't look that bad. 
here's what was the best part of that show. Those two guys watched the whole tournament together in the audience. So they weren't backstage. They were in the audience actually watching the combat jiu-jitsu event. And they weren't watching it separately. They were sat right next to each other. So they were just chatting and gabbing about it. Uh, you could kind of see when they weren't interested, too. So that's the unfortunate side effect of it. It's a long tournament, guys. But by and large, that's kind of cool. I am for that. I think especially for those meetings between high-caliber jiu-jitsu artists and really, really prominent MMA stars. This isn't a fight. The MMA star is not going to treat it like it's super crazy. And for two people who probably really do get along and just like conversing in each other's company, I'd like to see that trend continue. I was really entertained by the fact that, hey, it's kind of nice for these young kids who are going out there and killing each other and losing some of their ligaments for your entertainment. But yeah, you've got some really high caliber, notable people watching your shit. I thought it was a nice little side effect of the show. So, uh, but I did message you. We're so used to those special event matches giving way to the finale of the tournament. This time they did the inverse where they did the finale of the tournament and then they did the main event. And I kind of get that, but I'm like, fuck dude, it's supposed to give it a little, little boost to the new kids. Give them the rub. But get it Donald Cerrone is a really big star eh. sure oh I'm sorry I'm muting was it uh did he slap <laughs> Craig Jones he did slap him like once or twice it was very very loose and I don't know that Craig out of fear of retaliation, didn't really slap him all that much, but uh, good call. The slaps, mm-hmm, the slaps were on the small scale, Kev. Okay. Well, I was. That's supremely disappointing. I was really hoping um, Donald's going to give Craig a little fucker uppers. Did somebody get submitted? Uh, yes. Uh, took Craig. Mm, I mean, realistically, it took him like four minutes, but it could have been longer. It just. It was not very difficult for Craig to do what he was going to do. And I know that I mentioned they were buddy-buddy and that they were enjoying each other's company. I'm not going to say it was as fixed as Woodley and Paul, but there seemed to be a jovial spirit of, let's give him a show. And you could see it in the looseness of how they were grappling. Donald Cerrone is not a bad grappler, not by any means. Just as... You know, Craig Jones doesn't really probably slap very hard. But I think they both kind of said, like, let's just let's just go and kind of make it a little fun and entertaining for the fans. And I'll let you try to get my leg for a little bit. I'll take you down. You'll pass. You'll take my back. I'll get out once and you'll take it and then end the show. So I, I they gave us a little bit of time to enjoy what they do but eh, (laughs) well good to know last notes cjj 
Last notes for CJJ. Uh, good news. Eddie Bravo's tournament, they mentioned that it was going to come back in 2022. It is. So the EBI is set to return in March of 2022. Um, let's hope things are better because I have no idea where they're taking it. Uh, I would love to see it back in the States. Well, it's just going to, it might be a while since we will see something out this way. They might stay out in Vegas. Or not Vegas, I'm sorry, Mexico. Cancun? Uh, Is that where they did it last? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that would be my guess. That way they yeah. can skirt any of our our just annoying testing habits that we have. Though I might be mm -hmm. disrespecting Mexico. Maybe it's more stringent if you go there. Oh, they have crazies. well, they did. I think I did see them get some tests for the athletes. I think I saw Craig having to take a test. Oh. Um, though, you know what, though? If there's one thing that I've learned, it's that even if they didn't test anybody else in that arena, if you test Craig, it's probably the best choice you can make. <laughs> I think he is him. patient zero. Mm -hmm. Test him for you should test him for more than just COVID. That's from a friend mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. before you let him out mm -hmm. on those mats. Well, luckily it was Cerrone, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get a lawsuit this time. But <laughs> there was also. There was a there was a UFC event, he says, yes. hesitantly up in inflection. Yeah, I'll walk you through this one quickly. Any How do you chance feel? we can see the stats? Who got more views? Jake Paul's half a second knockout oh. or these fights right. collectively? Fine, let me look up what. I, I it's too early for pay per view buys, but mm -hmm. let's say Jake Paul. Pay-per-view buys. Let's see if we have a soft number. Uh, all right. While I look that up, Kevin, they what sure would kept you these fights a secret? <laughs> they did not, but they just did try to go out of their way to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> so every time you say that now, as a parent, I have so much more sympathy for you because I go, you know what, dude. These fights are meant for you to watch when the child wakes you up and you can't fall back to sleep and you go, oh, when did this happen? Because it'll be a great surprise to you at some point in the future. Ricky However, Simon's fighting. Holy shit. Yeah, Senor Simone. And yeah. he won. And uh, I think he even took some abridge, but I think in the right way, uh, to our good friend Adam Hunter, who goes, man, it was good to see Ricky Simone in there fighting but I can't wait till he fully transitions. And Ricky was like, yo, dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> As if to say he may be changing sex is what he's saying, because maybe the hair and strong features. So, eh, okay, funny, it's a, whatever. It's a weird way to tell someone you think they're pretty. It is. It is very strange. But Hunter, he be like that sometimes. I will tell you this before I get to the, the big talking point of yesterday. Uh, Angela Hill did get robbed. Don't know how many of you would care about that, but she did. Uh, she is now, I think, leading the stats because they go, who are some fighters who have had some bad beats? And they go, yeah, she's lost a whole bunch of decisions that were like, womp, womp. So I thought that was the first time ESPN has ever used a sound effect to uh, describe a fighter's win-loss record. And then there's the strangest moment of them all. 
no, it's not strange that Derek Lewis would win. I think we're kind of used to stuff like that. But would you believe that in a moment of inspiration, insanity, confusion, that Derek Lewis took out his cup and threw it into the audience? What was he confused about? Where his cup goes? That'll happen. Well, I, what I think he was confused by was he said, uh, they're like, well, why'd you do that? And he goes, oh, I figured they'd, that's like an NFT or something, right? No. <laughs> it's gross. It sure it's is that. Though. He's like, I want to do a shoey out of it. No. Oh, I think the guy did drink out of it. I, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I did the reporting on this one. I just saw him say like he had. Oh, there's uh, a Derek pandemic going on. It's the holidays. <laughs> Fuck. Unfortunately, like, Kevin, we're taking this seriously. Cute Derek Lewis throwing his cup to a fan. <laughs> being like, I'm going to drink out of it. It's like, yeah, we're crushing it. You know, this is the moment when the Delta combines with whatever is in that ball region. Delta cross. And mutates once again. It's like, it's how'd you get COVID-19? It's like, well, I got it through my urinary tract infection that I also received <laughs> as part of a chlamydia <laughs> outbreak because I ate. Ah, it's gross. I'm just confused that why we are giving these new strains Transformers names. Because when they're like, Omicron, and I go, isn't that what you yell out when you're a Power Ranger? It's really taking a shot at Greek life, too, because they like name pledge yeah. classes. You're like, hey, Omicron. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that happened, Kevin, and it was really strange. And to be honest, maybe it was the only way they could close out the year. Because as soon as that happened, all three of the broadcasters yesterday Ooh, and you'll enjoy this. Uh, Felder, the moment I tuned in, definitely, without missing a beat, goes, oh, yeah, I've trained with this guy. And I go, man, oh, man. <laughs> His mom makes the greatest pie on the planet. You think I'm joking. It's not. And he's the real deal. But the three broadcasters, after Derek Lewis takes his cup out, throws it into the audience, <laughs> look at you and go, well, I guess that's it, everybody. It's been a great 2021. And on behalf of all of us here from the UFC, like they had to go into end of the year speak because it was their last event. So just imagine the timestamp of, did he just throw his cup? Anyway, thanks for watching. Such we a hope you're still going to come back move. next year. That fan will. <laughs> so, oh, but bad news, Kevin. Hmm. Oh, Stephen Thompson will be, lost. Yeah, and he lost to Bilal Muhammad, who he pretty much dominated him. And Bilal was making a case for, yeah, he should get Leon Edwards. He shot his shot for uh, Kemra Usman, and all of us got, nah, probably not, bro. But sure. <laughs> uh, Kev, some bad news, though. Hmm. There's not going to be a UFC for four weeks. I... You're stepping on what I was going to say is I have some amazing news. <laughs> okay. There's not going to be a UFC for four weeks. Oh. The schedule's over. If you go to their fight page, they won't even let you go. You have to click over to 2022 if you want to see any more fights. 
Raph, sweet joy in the morning. They're giving us a GD break. People are throwing cups at the fans. They're doing shoeys. Shit, it's lost control. We need a break. Yeah, you're right. I think you probably do see this the right way. If you start throwing your jockstrap or supportive measures toward the audience, you've kind of run out of ideas and probably need to go dream the dream up again one more time. It's just time to take a little break. Hey, Derek, bring an extra training shirt up, my guy. Throw that out, you know, whatever. Your cup. He's like, it's the Thai kind, like Rogan recommends. Gross. <laughs> the dumb part is, is that he said later on, he goes, yeah, I don't know why I threw that cup, honestly. Because they said, they're like, well, why'd you throw it? He goes, I don't know, man. That's a pretty expensive cup, and I really like it. And I kind of regretted it after I did it. And I understand that you want those moments in terms of spontaneity. But, you know, that was definitely one where I thought the audience was going to clear the way and part like Moses with the water. Just kind of let it hit the ground. But nope, there's always somebody. There's always an audience member, so. Blah. And Kev, I think that's all the news. I think we did it. I think that we have essentially brought us into the full end of the holiday, Christmas spirit, all of that bullshit. We did it. It really caught up on us quick this year, Christmas in general, 2022 just rolling. So you're not alone out there if you're thinking, hey, is it really effing Christmas in a few days? It really is effing Christmas in a few days. It's crazy. It is stressful. And don't worry, because at least Raph and I are also going to be traveling to the Midwest. So we're headed right with you. Put your seatbelt on for crazy and stressful. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab. I am Kevin. Happy holidays. Good night. And good holidays. And to all a good fight. Yay. Five golden rings. <laughs> I meant to do that. Four split decisions. Three something something. <laughs> two bad. Two jock straps. And one bad motherfucking bell. The new number is. Please note. The new number is.